This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 407, recorded on June 20th, 2019. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a stormy, it might get always, College World Series just seems to attract the storms, right? It's a guarantee. Count on it. It's a guarantee. We had two good uh, days on opening day. And then the rest of this week has just been rainy. We even had it where it pushed. We had to have like four games in one day here, I think, or three or four because of the rain delayed everything the day before. It's been, uh, yeah, not the best weather for College World Series. Yeah, you kind of got to wonder. You know, we've had the College World Series here in Omaha since the 50s. So 70 years we've had them here. And they've, I think, the last time we locked in a 20-year deal with the NCAA. And you'd have to think after a while, every year there's rain delays and it screws things up and it messes up the ESPN schedule. You'd think somebody would go, man, San Diego would be pretty nice. I was just going to say San Diego. <laughs> like, they should move this to where it's not going to be an issue. Like, and if I was San no. Diego, I think I would, you know, I'd, I'd put some serious money into the NCAA coffers to get this thing. Um, it isn't the biggest thing in the world. I mean, it is, it's not like March Madness. It's not like the national championship for football here in the U S it's just the baseball college world series. And it's been here 70 years. Omaha supports it really, really well, but it just rains. And then all, and then it's super hot for the championship game. It seems like always. And then that is really the mark of the worst weather we have for the rest of the year. So first part of July, uh, through first of September, it's awful. Like you just don't go outside, and uh, I don't know. Like they they keep coming back. Of course, we keep coming back too. Four hundred and seven times we'll post the show with the world class show notes at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can also join us live on our mobile app. Thank our Patreon subscribers for that. I got a little update on Patreon here in a few minutes, but homegadgetgeeks.com gets you the app. Best way to listen on the road. You can catch it if you're catching a plane or you're on a plane. You can actually just stream it that way if you're. Listening live on a Thursday, a bunch out there in the chat room tonight. We appreciate you guys uh, showing up as well. But you could be doing this on our app, homegadgetgeeks.com. If you haven't joined us in the Discord group, you could do that as well. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord will get you in. Lots of great conversations going on there. Mike, the news around Facebook just keeps getting worse. We're going to talk about that a little bit on the crypto side. But tonight, for the first time ever... I was kind of like, you know, I, I've been I've been hearing guys say this too. Like, I just I'm done with Facebook. Like, I'm done. I'm done being there. I don't want to be on it. Many of them, we have a Facebook group here, and many of them have said they didn't want to be on it and wouldn't be on it. And I'm just hearing more and more, more and more people kind of feeling that way. Do you, do you get that? Like, I can. It's 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 kind of a stinky harbor. <laughs> I've been I, having that same vibe. You know, I've tried. I'm now in the process of going and finding any, I didn't have many, but way back in the early days, I had used Facebook to log into certain services. So I'm going to try and find those and switch those over. And then I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking about for myself, pulling the plug on Facebook. Yeah. Here's my problem. I use it for work. And I right. would really, if I had an, if I had an equivalent, I would, we would be, you know, we would be moving and I, I, I've kind of put up with it and I've been, but I, I think I'm going to have to, um, I think I'm going to have to push a little bit harder to replace it sooner than later. I just, we're in groups 
and, and groups are pretty manageable. You know, if you can stay, like I stay in the groups, I rarely post anything to my kind of my own site page feed. I guess they call it feed anymore. I just, I'm not posting that much on Facebook. We use the messenger feature exclusively as a family chat. That's kind of where the family chat lives, but just kind of, as I hear kind of the stuff that's going on on Facebook, again, we're going to talk about that crypto thing from them here later in the show, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting convicted. Uh, Just reading tonight, an article on the verge about their Tampa, they have a Arizona and a Tampa contractor who, to, kind of oversees the removal of content on there and they pay, they barely pay these people anything. And we're talking about people who are watching, you know, child porn and murders and hate crime. And there's, they have to watch and remove all this stuff on Facebook. And, you know, there's just the, the working conditions are awful. And many of them are having health and mental health problems. And I'm just like, what have we created here? And, and again, I've been kind of an advocate in some ways over the last couple, you know, kind of three, four, five years for Facebook, not, not pro Facebook, but have been using their services. And I don't know the, the switch flipped for me tonight as I was reading that article. I'm like, you know, I think it's time to run, you know, I think it's kind of time to flee and be done with it, but it's so hard because it's, it's work. It is hard. And it's hard because, you know, a lot of my older family members, that's how they, you know, see pictures of the boys and stuff like that. And, and I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook. I get that. So I don't know if it's any better, but I, I just, Instagram for me is so much more useful. The feed is actually people I follow with a few scattered in ads. It's not a bunch of just junk that I haven't followed. Um, Facebook feed is just useless. When you, if you just scroll and scroll Facebook, uh, it really is, is, it's kind of useless. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Jim. I think I'm looking to to get out. I just haven't quite pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, it, I I'd love to, and I doubt I could get permission for this. You're not hearing the you're not hearing the noise behind me, are you? I, I, I am, got some. It's hard for me because I hear my air conditioner okay. runs too. So <laughs> right, okay. Background yeah, we'll noise I hear outside of these headphones. T- typically, Sarah does not uh, uh, run anything down here. She's doing it tonight. She's she's on the road tomorrow. So. Um, so she's doing some doing some laundry tonight. The um, I'd love to move to Discord now that we've been in a Discord group and yeah. I can kind of create Discord with channels and and a lot of those things. I'm just not sure I could get that kind of a past our enterprise guys. And it does create a new login for people, which has always been why we held up kind of going to a third party service. We've been kind of developing one our own on our own to do with our coaches. And um, I've been kind of waiting for that to come, and that keeps getting delayed and delayed. You know, put put behind other priorities or in front of other priorities. And if, I guess I, if I could change it, I just go to Discord. That's been, I think, a pretty good experience here. I think it works great too. And uh, I think you know there are some other podcasts that I've talked about even where they use a voice channel to. That's how they that's how they record and live stream their podcast. Of course, it's only voice; it's not video. Uh, but they, that's how they do it, and they run everything through their Discord. I think it works really well that way. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, we were talking about this too. Uh, uh, YouTube has let me know that uh, Hangouts are going away. I was kind of, I've been kind of um, not believing them, just, just to be honest. I don't know why. They've killed everything else that's actually worked uh, from, from Google. But they have been warning us for about a year that Hangouts on Air would go away. All that functionality has moved to the G Suite. I do need to do some looking because... 
I may be able to keep this in the G Suite. I don't know, Mike. I've, I've got some work to do. But they finally started putting the warnings up, and uh, and I just closed it on there. But it did say, hey, later this year, this service is going away. And this service is what we're doing right here. I'm wondering how different the experience would be. We, I may get to a point where we were out for video for a couple of weeks, just as I figure all this out, I'm going to do some work now to figure it out. And I'm not thinking it's eminent, like it's going to be in the next week. So I'm not too worried about it, but what would the listening experience way back in the day when we did home server show, it was only audio. We were on Ustream, but it was only, or, or one of those services and it was only audio uh, chat room. The guys that are out there right now, Joe and Ryan and Mark, uh, what do you think? If it was just audio for a while and we just, would it change the experience for you? Is Does it matter if you have video? I don't know. I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear uh, how you're currently watching this, how many of you and where it doesn't matter. I have this video RSS feed that I make. Um, you guys are not watching it live. We could absolutely create this video, not broadcast that the live would only be audio and the video would only come out on the RSS feed. Mike, that actually may drive a bunch more video numbers. You know, that might drive that video RSF. I don't know. Maybe, maybe doesn't, nobody cares. Right. You know, when you're, I mean, you probably consume 95% of your podcasts audio. Right. Uh, pretty much 100 percent. And if I am the, for the few that I do maybe watch on YouTube, usually I pop it up. I'm listening and I, I throw their window. Sometimes I'll click over and look at them. But most of the time I'm doing other work in the foreground yeah. and they're just kind of in the background. So I, I don't I don't know if it would be super necessary to have the video um, if we were going to record the video anyway and put it out we'd probably have to use something like OBS anyway, and it would be one click away from just live streaming that no, out. Right. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be too different. But yeah, the, the audio only, uh, I I think it works. But yeah, I would like to see from the live viewers and then from the video viewers, if you download our video after the fact, you know, let us know how attached you are to that video. Because it, it, yeah. that does add a complexity. And if we just did live to Spreaker and just put that on the website and you just go click and that that's, yeah. you know, we already do it to Spreaker. So there's your live audio. We wouldn't have to change anything. We would have to figure out how you and I are going to do this on the back end, right? Yeah. We would probably have to do, you know, uh, Skype, would work Skype or, or anything whatever. like that. Yeah, whatever. At that point, I don't care about the video. You know, a um, couple things coming in from the chat room. Mark says uh, he wouldn't be able to share his barbecue picks that way. That is true. Although, yeah, that is true. And then um, Ryan says, uh, I only do video when I can live, or if you suggest it like you did last week with the 3D printing. By the way, big thanks to Ron for him coming in and the the 3D printing show last week. It was dynamite. So, Ron, thanks for the work uh, that you did on that. Um, And so, yeah, oftentimes we, um, you know, we show things. It's kind of helpful. That was a helpful show to show, you know, we showed these little, you know, these little coins that Ron made for us. I'll talk about those here in just a second. Um, uh, Twitch. Joe says Twitch, maybe. Yeah, if I'm going to go to Twitch, I'm going to go OBS because we're going to have to use some software to go to Twitch. If I'm going to use OBS, I'm going to go to YouTube. So, you know, that again, this is not a, this is not a life or death or ending problem. It's just like, do I want to do all the OBS stuff to make this work and then figure out how we're going to connect on the video? It's one more thing to monitor. I have the hardware to do it. I've got four of these 1060 yeah. cards that are perfect, actually, for the well, application. Because you run a second machine, right? You have two machines in front of you that you could run. 
man, with OBS, if you have a second dedicated machine, it would be super easy. Just add them into the Skype call, record the screen. You could get fancy with it and add some banners or whatever if you wanted to, but it would be it would be really simple on a second machine with OBS if you just add them into the into a Skype call or something like that. Oh. It would not be difficult. It, but it's it's just one more added thing, right? Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it's it is more complicated definitely than firing up a Google Hangout and and hitting start. Yeah. No, uh, just I thought we'd throw that out there. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Sometimes you guys like the behind the scenes inside baseball stuff. Um, that is coming up and a decision I'm going to have to make. I don't have to make it now, which is great. I've got I probably have, you know, end of the year, most likely is probably when they'll kill it. In some regards, if they said by the end of the year, I say it's weird. They didn't give a date. That is kind of weird. Usually right. they'll be like, hey, by December, whatever of 2019, whatever, maybe, maybe more is coming. We'll talk about this some more on Ask the Podcast Coach on Saturday, but I uh, thought I'd throw it out there. Jim at theaverageguy.tv if you've got a suggestion. Mike, uh, because we had Ron on, he made these coins. And so I talked in the show. I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do with them. So I looked at our current Patreon subscriber list, and I had, uh, I think I had nine of you that are $5 or more subscribers. And so I just asked for addresses. And those of you in the U.S., uh, sent them to me and I mailed them out. So you should be receiving them. If you're a Patreon subscriber today, it's in the mail. Hopefully he'll get there. I tried. Um, um, so I sent them in these envelopes here, these little padded, they didn't need it to be pad. I, I think these will be fine in the mail, right? They're oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Just a regular. I don't know. Okay. So maybe it was good that it was padded. And then, uh, so I took it into work and I'm like, you know, what's the cheapest way to send this? And the guy's, well, technically it's parcel. So, or whatever. And it doesn't, it's a little bigger than an envelope. So you need to pay like, you know, it's going to be like seven bucks. I was like, oh crap, that's not good. And he's like, tell you what, he's like, just throw two stamps on there and let's see what happens. So a dollar <laughs> 10, threw them in the mail. And I'm hoping they I think arrive. that'll work. I think so. Yeah. I I've mailed so. those out before just as a regular postcard. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you, know, you got these coming. Uh, Andy, who is was a $1 Patreon subscriber, moved his pledge up to um, $5. And I'll be, Andy will be sending you one of these as well. And anybody else who supports us at that level and goes up, that uh, I've got enough, at least I think at this point. If not, I'll ask Ron nicely if he'll print some more for us. We'll be sending those out then for new $5 Patreon subscribers. For the new ones, we'll wait for the month to end. And, uh, and then we will, uh, send them out to you as well. Um, so thanks to everybody on Patreon who's done that, um, as well. Um, John Adelaide, I think, uh, and I, I can never pronounce his last name, but he sent me a nice email this week. He said, Hey Jim, miss seeing you every year at the meetup. Uh, I do enjoy the show with one kid just out of college and one headed there this year. I really enjoyed the show with your daughter. Very timely. And even at that age, she sounded like uh, a competent or, or like a complete pro. Must run in her blood, John. John, thanks for sending that. I continue, Mike, to get feedback on Have Sammy. you been passing that on to Sammy? I do. Yeah, Good. I read it to Good. her. I yeah. hope she knows that she, she nailed it when she yeah. was here. No, super cool. So thanks for that feedback as well. I always appreciate when you guys send me those. Speaking of feedback, uh, one more little bit. We talked about this last week, but some of you, a couple of you, uh, Joe and Ed, have been kind enough to slip a few cigars our way. Mike, I'll put a picture in the show notes. We took Joe's cigars to the to Havana, which is our local 
um, cigar shop, Mike, our fourth time together, maybe. And yeah, is that what we figured out? Ever, guys, like not like this year, like the fourth time being in person together ever. Just we got to do that more often. Yeah. And uh, so last Friday we met about three uh, downtown Havana and in Joe, we uh, we tried a couple cigars. You sent us the Gurkha. I think that's how it's pronounced. G-U-R-K-H-A, Gurkha, Cellar, Reserve 12, your platinum, uh, and it's a double Robusto, which was super good. Uh, medium, medium to full strength on those. Comes from the Dominican Republic. Uh, really nice cigar. We uh, we enjoyed two that night. Mike, any any uh, any comments on the Gurkha? It was good. Um, you know, I, I am definitely no expert. That was probably, um, you know, I yeah, I haven't done a lot of them, but man, that one was smooth. It was it was easy to to enjoy, and it paired well with. I was having a, I can't remember the name, Jim. It was like Saint Bernard's or Saint Benedict's uh, beer, which was kind of a darker stout, um, and went went really well together. Yeah, we enjoyed that. Uh, we had two that night. Enjoyed that with some with some beer. So Joe, thanks that on. Although. Not only did Joe send cigars, he's telling me in the chat room that the post office let him know he needed more postage. Is that right? Is he joking with me or is that real? Oh, I've gotten one of those letters before. Where it's like, hey, this was short, you know, whatever. If you want to come pick it up at the post office. Oh, shoot. So two, this, it doesn't sound like two stamps. Failed you. <laughs> oh, well, it was a good try. Well, the, the problem is I sent eight out that way. I wonder if they're all going to get um, if they're all going to get caught up in that. Hopefully, uh, wow, two fifty six, two dollars. Wow. Okay, so that's not the end of the world. But okay, well, you have to figure out a different way to do this. Though. At least you know for the future, for the yeah. next few. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, "Might just be my PO." So if you are one of those, <laughs> I feel bad. Like they're Patreon subscribers. I was, and I wasn't trying to cheap out. I was just trying to find the most economical way to send these. Like, right? You know, when the when the guy says. Hey, you can send them for seven dollars, or you can send them for a dollar ten. You're like, okay, dollar ten. Send them for a dollar ten. Yeah. Um. So I have to get that. Uh, have to get that figured out. If you did get that notification on those, I'd love to hear from you just to figure out, <laughs> like, okay, maybe I'm gonna have to spend three or four dollars to get them. You, you would think, like, okay, oh, it's crazy. This thing, these weigh an ounce, Mike, an ounce, point nine. Uh, and then with a letter, it's a, maybe a full ounce. We're talking an ounce for five bucks, you know, of postage. Ah, I don't know. The other thing I might need to do is just thin them down a little bit with the, with the, uh, with the bubble wrap on the inside that have may, been, may have been a little bit too thick. Joe, thanks for doing that. Apologize for it, uh, as well. And, uh, and appreciate, uh, you guys understanding on that. I wasn't trying to cheap out. It just was one of those situations. And Joe, you definitely did not cheap out on the cigar. Super great. I really enjoyed it. Good, I robust. It. I'm I'm kind of a flavor guy, so I like drink. I like smoking kind of the flavored cigars. This definitely was just a full body, hour long, and just smoke it and enjoy it. So yep. that was super great. Yeah. So Joe, thanks for sending those to us as well, and uh, we appreciate that. That's uh, we got two in a row. Ed will be working on yours. Uh, I don't know. The next time we get together, Mike's out of town. We're going to figure out in the next couple of weeks how to get together and get that done. And so, uh, guys, we appreciate you doing that as well. Mike, we're in a weird spot with technology. I got to talk to you about this because before the show, 
we were kind of like struggling with things to talk about. And that hasn't necessarily been a, uh, a trend or no, no, it has kind of been a trend for the two of us over the last, I don't know, three, four, five, six months. And it's not like there's, it's, it's not like things are not changing in technology. There's plenty of changes going on. Right. But it's just not, I kind of lost that, that love and feeling with technology over the last six months. Like, and I, don't get me wrong. I love technology. I love the changes. But there's just hasn't been a lot of compelling tech to, especially in the gadget space. Do, do, do you get that feeling? Well, that's what I've noticed about all of the tech stuff that I have been doing has been kind of deeper in-depth projects, but projects on stuff that's not really, you know, groundbreaking new tech, new gadgets. It's really re reworking what I already have, you know, my, my wireless network or my router or things like that. That's become what I've really enjoyed getting into. And I think that all spawned from just like what you said, that the news and the news on the tech side has not been as exciting. I think I mentioned to you that we're kind of in a weird spot where on computers and mobile devices, people are kind of just, they're good with what they have. In the past, we've either had, you know, new computer hardware where people have been upgrading on a regular basis or phones there for a while. People were getting a new phone every year or two years. And now I think most people, their phones are good enough for them. They've had them for maybe, you know, one, two or three years. And there hasn't been really anything compelling to, to get them to switch. And I think that's when I kind of started to lose my, my interest in the, the everyday tech news cycle. Right. And it's been more of kind of the deeper projects and, and, and things like that. But I, I don't think we're alone, Jim. If you look at a lot of the other big tech YouTubers and things like that, um, you know, I, I think they're feeling the same, the same struggle. You can see them start to get into more project-based videos um, on things they're working on instead of covering the latest and greatest tech. I, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I've been listening. Uh, Windows Weekly is one of the shows I listen to a lot of on the Twit Network. And the, today, which so would have been Thursdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, I guess today's Thursday. So pretty recently, um, you know, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, Apple, all have some kind of anti-competitive lawsuit pending with them right now. And I'm kind of starting to wonder, Mike, if we're just in that cycle where we flushed all the, we flushed everybody out except the dominant players. And it's a bunch of big companies who have lots of money, who can do whatever they want. And there's there's no fight left. There's no kind of, you know, and then all of a sudden Microsoft has just been a, a friend to everybody. Like, oh, yeah, we can be your friends. Yeah. And, you know, there, there used to be, they used to fight everybody, right? And it was kind of interesting. And, and you know, Google kind of conceded uh, this week their, their tablet kind of space and said, all right, iPad, sorry, I'm just, we're done. And they have, they canceled two of their tablets to say, yeah, it's just, you know, we're just not going to go in that area. The watch, the Apple watch has come out and there's been a few contenders with it, but nothing that, I mean, the, the Apple watch is dominated for yes, sure. I see definitely. everybody with an Apple watch, right? Yep. And even that's not even a battle anymore. You just kind of, it's a watch, you know, it kind of tells time. It'll play some music. It'll do some cool things. It'll do the heart rate. I work out with it. None of that stuff is interesting anymore. Like, not from a cutting edge perspective. I mean, it's terribly interesting from a that the fact just the fact that it does it, but it's it's not compelling like it 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 has been in the past where it seemed like we were getting these new technologies all the time. I just kind of think the big players have gotten big and we've gotten a little stale. I don't know. Re re respond to that. Do you think that could be 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's hungry. Well, what's funny about that is uh, I think the news, the the stuff that you and I can report on, the big headlines, the the stuff that all your major tech publications are picking up on, that has slowed down because you're right. Things like the watch have come out, VR has come out, all these big kind of iterations of things, new tablets, all the new, um, I'll say kind of um, silos of tech that have been released and have been really exciting for people to talk about. But actually, I think it's almost it's almost bigger news and better news that now the silos are there and they're really refining the software behind them. They're 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 tuning in, right? Because like that first iteration of the watch was good, not great. The first iteration of VR. Um, I mean, Jim, have you? What and the reason I say this is because you know VR was such a big buzzword. It still is a little bit, but it was really big a while back. And I tried one a long time ago, and it was awful. I went over to my buddy's house and he's got the playstation 4 with whatever i can't remember the name of their vr setup they have and i played a racing game and it blew my mind i mean just totally blew me out of the water i was expecting to have the same experience i had had before um just because you know when you people aren't reporting on the little iterations that they're making to this stuff that are making them really rock solid so i think our tech is still getting a lot better and we're enjoying it more and there's a lot more features that are coming out um and I think there's been little things along the way. They're just not the big headline stories that we're used to with tech. I think the tech industry might have to start shifting into really covering some of these more nuanced little updates that really do have a major impact. It makes mm-hmm. tech that was the idea of it and when it was announced was really exciting and I was excited about it. Now it's really useful and powerful. And I think the VR example was perfect because I could not believe that this was running on a PlayStation and it was a headset and and two little controllers. And uh, I mean, to the point where in the racing game, you see the racer's feet ahead of you because you sit in a chair, you sit in just any chair. I was just sitting on the couch and you see the racer's feet and my legs started. I couldn't tell which ones were my real legs because I saw those legs and it felt like it was a really odd experience. And as you looked around the car left to right, you can look around your shoulder. It was just like driving a car. No matter how I turned my head, it was like I was in a real car. It was giving me that view and that perspective. I mean, totally, totally blew me away. I had no idea the VR had come that much, especially in the consumer space being on a PlayStation. So yeah, I think the news is just, you know, we're not having the big stories that we had before. We're not having these big new launches of items. We, I mean, we're having some, but not to the level that we've had in the past, but I think we're missing out on some of the smaller stories. I also wonder if we're missing a little bit on the brand. So Google has brand has slipped a little bit. Like I think yeah. all their brands have slipped. I think you've noticed something. Yeah. We, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, Facebook, right? We, we talked, I mentioned Microsoft's kind of been a friend, has become a friend to everybody. Apple is kind of not interesting at this point. Like, yeah, they had the announcement, WDC. We talked, WWDC. We talked a little bit about that $8,000 or $20,000 uh, PC they put out there. They announced some new things. Okay. So we got iPad OS and, you know, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. It's, it seems like it's the same song. Second verse, we're making incremental updates. Um, and these companies are just such gajillionaires. Like, you know, you're kind of, you, you kind of disconnected with them in some ways. You're like, yeah, you're not, you know, here, here's, you're a company and Apple is particularly bad about this. Apple's got all this money and yet really does nothing to make the planet better. Like, you know, you're like, well, guys, you could do so much more. I mean, I know that's not their responsibility and I know that's not yeah. their right, but they don't, you know, they don't, they're not, I mean, 
look, and this is a, you know, Bill Gates was not the nicest guy in the world. And he was not during, during his heyday, he was not a great guy and moved on, kind of had a renaissance and now has been trying to do everything he can to spend or give away yeah. as much of the money as he had. I don't today at Apple I, or Google or Facebook. I don't see anybody in those organizations. Maybe it's too early, right? But I don't see anybody kind of in a legacy mode, right? Where it is, you know, they now control so much of currency, you know? And, you know, we're going to talk about this when we talk about cryptocurrency with Facebook. But, you know, you start kind of thinking like, guys, you could do some, you know, maybe you could do a little more for the planet. Now, again, that's not profit. That's not a part. They don't have to do that. But that's just kind of my, I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's hard, right? Like, I always have a hard time thinking about what a company should and shouldn't be yeah. responsible for. I get it that they have a lot of money and that they need to be doing certain things. But um, I always I always tread lightly going into the world of they have a lot of money. They should be doing X, Y, Z. It's just that it's it yeah. gets sticky with kind of projecting, you know, what you would like them to do. Uh, versus what you know, it's a corporation and things like that. No, right on, right on. Yep. And they have, they they have to uphold uh, the financial to you know responsibilities to their shareholders and right all of those things. And when we look at the history of charitable giving, or you know, like the Carnegies or the Westinghouses or those families that, um, and there's there's been a gajillion of them uh, uh, through time, especially here in the United States. A lot of times those foundational grants and did not come until much later when these bajillionaires felt guilty, you know, about having all that money and thought, well, you know, maybe I could do something better for the world. I, I can't say I do the same thing, you know, because I don't have that kind of money. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's easy. It's easy down here to shout up the hill and say you should do something. But I don't know. It would be a lot more compelling to me, if some of these organizations, you know, again, like what Bill, Melinda, and Warren Buffett have done to, in their lifetimes, figure out ways to make the planet a better place yeah. and a safer place and just redistribute some of that wealth, that puts a little faith back in me. And when I look at those organizations, you know, like, a, like an Amazon, and all they're worried about is what the divorce settlement is going to be. You know, and how that's going to create a instant billionaire, another one. You kind of go, I don't really feel sorry for you. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and so Mark says, didn't Bezos' ex-wife uh, join the group giving away 50% of her estate? Uh, very possible. Very possible. And But Jeff, I don't know if Jeff did. And so, you know, it is, it's one of those. Yeah. So, okay. So to come back full circle, though, to that conversation, Mike. It just is hard to get excited for me anyway. It's just me personally. It's been hard for me to get excited about some of this tech that's coming out when when we have companies behaving poorly and and being kind of predatory in their marketing practices and the way they do things and some of those things are happening, dominating, crushing, those kinds of things. And then um, and I think that slows down the innovation cycle in some ways. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. 
It does. And then <laughs> I think you said this earlier, whoever saw like Microsoft all of a sudden being like the really friendly, like, Hey, remember us? Like we're super nice, <laughs> but we're still oh. here and we're a great company. And it's almost like they let everyone else kind of have these little mini explosion moments. Yeah. And then Microsoft really hasn't had one in a while. Uh, and so it's like, Hey, and everyone's like, Oh yeah, Microsoft, you're, you're, the, well, you're good guys. Right. And uh, yeah. at least that's they, their current, their current they, status with people, I think. They flirt. They flirt with being the most, you know, from a market cap standpoint. Oh, they do. Yeah, they, they keep flirting with that number. The stock will go up, and it'll push them past everybody else for a while. Then it'll come back and one hundred and thirty-six dollars a share or something like that for Microsoft. Now, uh, ten years ago, it hovered in the thirties. Uh, for twenty years, it hovered in the thirties. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you just you, you, nobody ever would have seen that. So well, even even they are not coming. Even they are don't have any compelling products right now. That I'm just like, you know, you kind of look at what they're doing, what Microsoft is doing, and you're kind of like, okay, the Surface Pro 99 is coming out. Okay, great, we have another Surface Pro. That's awesome. I mean, they have a few other products, but it's been it's been hard for me to get behind any of them. But I think they have. I think Nadella has positioned them so well for the future especially compared to a company like apple it has it's it's shocking to me that apple can have the valuation that they do with essentially just being a hardware company right and that that can't last and it especially can't last when they keep i mean they have just been dropping the ball on everything and it's it's really the reason you know we always joke that i was supposed to be the apple guy that came on the show but, you know, really ever since Steve Jobs passing, they have just lost their luster with these products and they are not the same Apple that they were before. And you can see now they're trying to jump into this whole services stuff. And it's so uncompelling, like it's so not interesting. It doesn't, you know, for me, I've looked at it. I, you know, they're a little too little too late. And also the services don't even look that great. Um, I So I think we're going to start to see that flip a little bit and Microsoft regain that lead on Apple because Apple... Although you make a phone that everyone buys, I mean, you, I just don't think you can make a future strictly off hardware when you're not currently putting out the best hardware out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wasn't locked into the ecosystem of Apple, um, I, you know, they don't make the best hardware. It, it, it's not. So, I, I mean, I would be, I'd be switching over to, to a different phone, but, you know, I'm kind of in the ecosystem. My whole family's in there. So there's reasons I'm staying uh, but I think that's going to flip. I think Nadella has done a great job with Microsoft and really seeing, you know, maybe, you know, short-term sacrifice for that long-term gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, it's, it's a weird place. And I, I thought it was worth mentioning, especially as we've struggled a little bit in the gadget space to kind of find gadgets to talk about. That's what we do here. I mean, that's, and up until recently, it's been easy to do and actually easy to find guests that are interesting and in, in that space and doing things. And today, uh, finding, you know, we, we've had a few, we've had a sprinkling habitat and, you know, we get Aaron on here and she's doing a great job, although she's reviewing, Aaron's reviewing a lot of the same gadgets, phones, and, you know, she's gotten interesting with, you know, dental things and, She's got this vehicle that she's been outfitting, which is going to be super cool. When we have her back and she gives us the walkthrough of that. That's what I'm excited for. I've been yeah. waiting to see that vehicle. Yeah. Well, but what it's kind of done for us, too, in some regards, is we've gotten had to, we've had to get alternative, you know. So, you know, we're talking about grilling, <laughs> you know, and grilling gadgets. That has been something that, you know, has, we've kind of added in and some things, some cooking stuff, you know, as we kind of think about some stuff that have gone in our vehicles. Um 
you know, it's kind of forced us to go outside of the traditional phones, tablets, PCs, those kinds of things, cloud services. There was a day when Mike, we used to, <laughs> I can't imagine doing that today, but we used to talk about and compare all these cloud storage options that were out there, you know, spider, Oak spider, spider Oak and one cloud and, you know, the Google drives and all these other things. And now like, I, I don't know if I could honestly have a conversation about cloud storage at this point, you know? Uh, yeah, I could. I think I could have that conversation, but I think a lot of it's, a, you know, like I said, too little, too late. People have their services that they're using unless, you know, for example, when Dropbox announced that they were getting rid or they're implementing a device limit, we kind of had a little conversation there on replacements. So when you have one of the big players make a big change, I think that's a good time to have those conversations. But agreed, you know, they're all a dime a dozen nowadays. You, you know, just go pick one and go with it, right? Yeah. If you're going to use cloud storage, for the most part, a lot of them are going to be pretty much the same, unless you want to hear Mike ramble about my awesome next cloud and, and doing it self-hosting on Unraid, you know. <laughs> I'm always willing to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, and it's it has been interesting that we've brought Unraid back around. Uh, that has been a topic that we kind of talked a lot about. And then kind of got uninteresting for a while. You've brought it back. I don't know if it's sparked an unraid craze in our community. I don't mean and now all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, everybody's doing unraid. Um, it's, it sparked a fast forward 30 second button revolution in our, uh, in our yeah. community. <laughs> well, I think it, there, there are some who still use it, who enjoyed us coming back to it. I'm, I'm going to say that I got a, a note. I got notes from people. Um, I, I was on a, I was, I was being interviewed um, by another, by another podcast on Tuesday night, which will go live here in the next couple of weeks. And he was talking about cord cutting and he said, what do you think's the future of cord cutting? And I think what I said is we're just going to have online companies like YouTube replace the cable companies for, for the, for the bill. So what you paid $125 or $150 for cable, whatever, whatever that is. I haven't paid cable in so long. I don't even know, but let's just say it's you're paying them a hundred bucks, right? For your cable. Well, now you're going to pay YouTube a hundred bucks and get all the channels. We have, a, I think we've essentially just traded one for the other. Now it was a long way to get there, right? We all, we all started cutting the cord five, six, seven years ago. The piecemeal services have come in chunks. Now they're starting to consolidate. There's going to be a few winners. Those winners will dominate the market and then they're going to jack their prices up and you're going to be paying just as much as you are paying for cable to get that same kind of access. And you'd say, well, yeah, Jim, but I can get that stuff anywhere. No, you can't because we, what we're seeing is companies like Disney come in, buy the stuff up, make it available for a time and then pull it off the market. Yeah. And nobody has access to that. That's no different than when you had to watch a television show at eight o'clock on a Thursday night to see friends, right? I mean, so like it's almost, we're almost coming around full circle to that where, you know, how are we going to cut the cable when there's no cable to cut? Well, and exactly. And, you know, it's, I definitely think that the cable companies, all they have to do is they're on the verge of just, if they make an app as good as YouTube TV and give me the same price, sure, I'm already paying you for my internet. So why not just tack you on? The problem is they got run over with technology because who wants a cable box and coax and an app that only runs in your house and DVR that's limited to a box in your house? Who wants that when you can have YouTube TV where it's just seamless and it just works and it's everywhere and I don't doesn't matter where I'm at. So if they come out and if they update a lot of their services, uh, they could get back in the game. I think I think Cox and, and uh, Xfinity and all of those could get back in the game easily if they if they get 
their prices down to where YouTube TV is, and then they increase their tech. Mark Robson says in the chat room, same with cameras. The megapixel race isn't getting any many benefits to the consumers. TVs, like 8K, so what? Like that is so uncompelling, you know? Um, you know, 1080p was incredible. You know, when we moved to HD and and we made those step ups, you know, 480 and and 7 720 and then and then 1080 and then 4K and then an AAK. <laughs> like like 16K or you know, what are we what are we doing next? Like, does it can I even see? You know, anyways, they're just they're uninteresting. Like yeah. they're they're not advancements in the technology it's it's almost sarcastic uh the the some of the you know some of the uh, advancements we've had in some of those spaces so you know i've got a 128 megapixel camera you're like okay I, i'm not sure i'd ever actually use all those <laughs> megapixels um and, and maybe a few you know maybe a few folks well think of that that pc that apple release that we talked about a couple weeks ago that's $30,000 or whatever. And you're like, okay, this is for five people on the planet. Really? Have we, have we gotten that uninteresting in our technology that we have to release, uh, you know, we got to release these $30,000 computers. And and here's another point to that, Mike, try buying mesh Wi-Fi at this point. It's a $300 bill. Yeah. Get in yeah. the door. Oh yeah. Right? Um, um, any home automation, like, you know, now the price of the light bulbs and stuff have come down, but some of the home automation, you know, you think about some of these Amazon devices we're putting in, you know, it's 150 bucks here. It's 199 there. It's 300 there. The gadgets have kind of gotten, and it's almost like they don't care. They're like, no, okay, then don't pay it. We don't care. Somebody else will. And you're kind of like, ah, $300 for a thing that sits on my desk and has, you know, any, any Wi-Fi? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so it's been, I sound kind of like a bitter old man. It's what I sound like right now. <laughs> Off my lawn. Um, but there's, I mean, there's just some truth to it. You're right. I mean, things have, yeah. I mean, it's definitely changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So what is interesting though, I think, uh, and, and Joe mentions this uh, with Elon Musk, and I'm thinking even too with space has gotten interesting. And I, and I think there's some really cool things. Now we can't participate in those things. Those aren't gadget things. When we talk about communication satellites and some of those kinds of things, uh, just going to Mars, we can't really participate in that. We get to watch it. There's some interesting things there. So I don't know, maybe that will spark some things, Mike, that will, that will make it interesting. And I'm not saying it's not interesting guys at all. And, and I'm, I'm probably making a bigger deal about it than I should. But it is, it is, I'm feeling that way. I'm kind of like, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll go buy another hard drive. Like that's uh, lately, I, that's been like, okay, I, I was, I was telling you in pre-show, I'm like, okay, maybe I should just go buy some gadgets for the show. Like if I'm struggling with it, let me just jump, sh jump start it with some gadgets. So, you know, I start thinking, okay, what would I buy? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really interested in anything. <laughs> yep, all like, tapped out. <laughs> There's that list. <laughs> I could no, I got no. I could get one of those. No, not interested in that. I have 96 terabytes here. No, that's that's not interesting either. You know, I could get some more um, GPUs. No, I got four of those sitting around. Um, I could upgrade to SSDs. Nope, everything I have has an SSD in it. I got to put more. Nope, I got as much RAM as I need in there. You know. 
and, and, you know, I've even got a couple phones. I mean, we've had some phones that we've traded in and I've kept, or well, not traded in, but I bought new phones. I kept the old ones. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll get a new Android. Nope. The Android device I have works just great. Like, I don't know if I, you know, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. We're, we're to the yeah. stage where everything has, it, it, it works. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny. You mentioned the routers. That's actually the one space. If I could suggest to people uh, something they should get. Most people have not upgraded their Wi-Fi in forever. And I used to gawk it and kind of, uh, or not gawk, I used to kind of not like the fact that the cable companies kept, you know, they had the $10 rental and, and they were forcing people to upgrade. That is the only saving grace for people having decent, okay, acceptable Wi-Fi in their home is that their cable company every so often gives them a new box to put in their house. That's the only reason 99% of the population has acceptable Wi-Fi. If they didn't do that and they were, people were required to go out to the store and buy something, you know, new every once in a while and this new technology comes on board, um, you know, the, the amount of comments I get at work, because everyone, you know, you're just known as the tech guy, right? And everyone has been, okay, oh man, my internet at home is so slow. I'm like, well, what do you pay for? Like, I pay for like 300 down. I'm like, what do you get? And like, mm, like 40. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> what do you got for your router? And they tell me, and it's some ancient, you know, we're talking maybe like, you know, N Wi-Fi if that. So it's uh, so yeah. There, there's a few areas there where some people could use to upgrade. But I agree with you. It's it's been kind of an interesting cycle we've been in, especially for hardware, gadgets, um, things like that. We've gone through. I think we really sped through some of those in the last two years. Yeah. You know, right for for two years prior, we had the SSD thing, right? Where right, get everything onto SSD. We had GPUs. We had um, phones and Android and Apple, and they're all competing and it was great. And we did still in the time that I've been on this podcast, we have talked about cloud services and, and there was enough innovation there to talk about it. Uh, there just hasn't been lately. Well, think of the GPU, the GPU space, right? So crypto miners come along, raise the prices. It's crazy for a while. You know, we enjoyed that crypto run and I, we're still kind of enjoying it now, but then NVIDIA comes along and is like, oh, okay, here's a $1,000 GPU. And you're like, are you freaking kidding me? $1,000 for a GPU. And it, it just felt sarcastic. Like it felt like they betrayed us. It felt like, I mean, as, even as good as it was, you're like, okay, now you're just trying to kill us, you know? And it, it gets, you know, in a market where the companies, you know, they sense these things and they kind of go for blood. And then, of course, they've backed off on that some and, and brought some of the prices back down. But it's that kind of kind of predatory pricing. And I know they can. I know that's what they're supposed to do. Their businesses, right? I, I sound super anti-business tonight. I, I was going to say, I was like, well, I mean, to, but you get to a point where, you know, it, if people weren't buying them, they'll lower the price. No, they, right they, they need to move right product. On. So, right you know, people have still been buying it at that price. And I think really... What I mean, if you want to say they're taking advantage of it, the culture nowadays is that, you know, the best and always having that, especially in tech, when you look at gaming, um, you know, you have, especially with your Twitch streamers and then the viewers want to be just like them. So they'll go out and they think they need a thousand dollar card. Um, so, I mean, so, so there is a market for it for whatever reason from how society works nowadays with, with getting that sort of stuff. But, you know, if I can, if I can sell it for that much, great. And if people start to not buy it and, and they say, oh, no, I'm good. Um, you know, I think we've seen that. You see that same thing with phones. We're a thousand plus for a phone where that was not even 
thought yeah, of I remember when we thought $300 was expensive. Of course, you know, you'd yeah. go and you'd be like, oh, can you subsidize this? Man, $300 is a lot. And then now we're like, oh, it's $1,000. I'll take two. You know, and, and, um, you know, I, I do think it makes me think, you know, as I look at the drones behind you, like uh, I'm not into drones. That's an area that has, although that market too stabilized a little bit. There's, I don't know if there's it's that amazing one. too. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. DJI owns it right there. That's the I mean, DJI is, is the premier player in that space. Uh, but the, the improvements to drones, we haven't covered that much. I think just cause that's an expensive thing to experience and to review. Uh, but the, the, Oh man, the improvements there are absolutely insane. Yeah, I haven't done that. And I haven't gone into gaming streaming. So that's another area we haven't touched. There's been a lot in that area. In fact, if I had done gaming streaming, I'd have all the equipment I needed to, I wouldn't have cared about this hangout thing going away because I would yeah. have had everything ready to go, right? To get it done. So there may be some interesting things that are happening that I have uh, just because I'm not interested in them, I have kind of let pass by. Um, and, you know, and, you know, we, we did spend a lot of time doing crypto, right. And that was super fun. It's still really interesting right now. In fact, you know, we, Facebook announced this week that they're going to do this, this Libra, uh, I think they're pronouncing it and it's going to kind of be, a weird blockchain kind of currency, a stable currency. They're going to try and replace, you know, it, it will be their currency to kind of help people process payments of things around the world. I don't like, I don't, I, I read, listen, I'm a big crypto guy and I started reading through some of this stuff and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're going to, well, you're going to like of the thousands of cryptocurrencies that are already out there. Why, why wouldn't, you know, you're start another one. We're going to do Yeah, exactly. You're going to do another one. And why, you know, couldn't, isn't there. So, um, you know, uh, of course it was super funny. So, but some of my friends at work who've been making fun of me on the crypto side lately, they were the first to come to me. Hey, did you hear Facebook's doing like all of a sudden it was legit now, right? It's legit. Well, yeah, well I was going to say the first thing, First thing I did when I heard that, did you go and open your wallet to see if prices had adjusted? Uh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was expecting a run up because of just, you know, people, the the lay person who hasn't been interested or maybe the lay people who just like you were, were kind of down on crypto. Maybe it, you know, re-energized them and got them interested again. And they went and, and got back into it. So there, but there wasn't, I, I, at least I didn't notice a huge or really any uptick, maybe a slight uptick after that announcement, but, but nothing substantial. Well, Mike, I know we've been saving this for post-show crypto, uh, and I love this Facebook excuse to be able to talk about it during the regular show. But what's been super interesting, you know, I'm looking at my portfolio now, and, you know, Bitcoin is at 9,700 all of a sudden. And it's not like the major spike that, you know, where we would see these during that, you know, the fall of 2017, we would literally see $1,000 increases in Bitcoin a day. An hour sometimes. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, what's going on? This has been, it wasn't that long ago, we were talking about $3,000 of Bitcoin. And that's, guys, that's three times. It's now Bitcoin quietly has moved up almost three times. In some cases, if you go all the way to the bottom, it's, it's, it's right at three. But it's done it in a gradual um, kind of stock market-like ways, which is really weird. It's drug Ethereum and some of the other coins along with it. 
But as I kind of look at the portfolio, I'm like, hey, like this is interesting again. This is this is kind of cool. So did Facebook is Facebook jumping on in this market now with Libra? And you know, they've got to think Uber and and PayPal and MasterCard behind this as well. Yeah. So, which is what the crypto market needs, just to be honest. It needs some legitimate players taking part in this thing to make it happen. It needs it needs some of that to make it happen. But um, man, it's things are pretty nice out there. Like if you, you missed a good run, if you were, if you'd gotten out, if you quit and got out, you missed a pretty, pretty sweet little run. Yeah. And it's still slowly just incrementally going up. Yeah. Now, as soon as you buy, yeah, you, I'm talking to you in your car, you're driving to work and you're like, oh, I'm finally going to buy. As soon as you buy, it will just plummet. So that's how it works. Especially we've learned this. People don't buy. To, or yeah, don't buy tonight. Buy tomorrow morning because Friday mornings. Yes, yeah. Don't <laughs> after buy our it. show after we talk about it is when Saturday it might down. even Saturday might be even be better. CNBC had an article that said Bitcoin is the digital gold, but Facebook's Libra is going to be the digital dollar. And so it's interesting the comparison between those two, where you know Bitcoin has always kind of been seen. I know they've been wanting to see it as transactional, and it's been tried as transactional, but it's so volatile. You know, the fact that we're saying in the last month it's gone or two months, it's gone from 3,000 to 9,000. That's way too volatile for a, right. for a currency. As good as it is for us, right? That's acting more like gold. Have we where, got to a point, though, where we're trusting major media to even comment on cryptocurrency yet? <laughs> Are you saying CNBC is not trustworthy, Mike? Is that well, what I'm saying? saying they're trustworthy. I'm saying, do we trust? But I don't know. Oh, like, I have yeah. never, when you yeah. read a major news uh, outlets article on crypto. Yeah. It's like, I don't know who they had to write it. Like, Hey, you're kind of into tech, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you write this on blockchain? Cause none of us know what it is. Yeah. So I don't, you know, yeah. making a claim that Facebook Libra is the new digital dollar. That's, 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 that's bold. Well, I do to be think fair, this. That's the headline and I haven't even read the article. Yeah, so. yeah no, it's fine. Um, it's actually interesting. Uh, whether it is or it's not, that's their intent is, you know, you, we do need for, I think, we'll have Edward back on here in, in, in a couple of weeks, maybe to try and uh, straighten some of these things out. But um, we do need, it, if it's going to be some kind of currency, it can't be flying all over the place. Like a pizza can't cost $15 today and $45 on, on Monday. Right. You can't have that. Like that doesn't work. That's Venezuela. Right. And so, you know, you, you, you've got to have some stability. The weird thing is, is there are a bunch of stable coins out there right now. Like there's already some blockchains that are, are tied to things or that where they're trying to keep that stable. A Stellar would be a, an example right. of one of those, right? Where, um, you know, it's trying to stel Stellar, Stellar, if I can say that right, Stellar Lumens. And Coinbase um, that, really out behind that one. Yeah. 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 And there's, and so there are some out there. Um, and but they need that to be the currency. So as Facebook progresses with this, and this is going to be front and center, it's maybe not gadgetry, but I thought it was interesting because we talk about crypto and it's in the tech space. Uh, be interesting to see if this goes anywhere. I honestly think, Mike, a year from now, this will be a this will be a dead issue. I don't think it's good they're talking about it. We're going to need more of these kinds of things to happen. Yep. I think this is kind of a non-starter. I was just going to say, I don't know what's going to happen with this one, but what I do like is what you just mentioned is the conversation is hopefully flipping from investment, 
making money to using blockchain cryptocurrencies as an actual medium to easily transact and exchange value across borders and with very little friction. I think people are starting to, you know, because with this, that's the whole idea, right? Is frictionless transactions, moving that value across. Um, So hopefully that the script starts to flip a little bit and we, you know, we've been talking about that for a long time. It needs to get to that point where it's stable, it's not volatile, and it really just becomes a, the best medium to transact mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. And so maybe news articles like this, maybe announcements like this will start to get kind of the mainstream talking about it in that way. Yeah. Well, and what we've seen, uh, we've seen exchanges kind of come and go. Uh, the, the shysters have gotten kind of wiped out and or have left right now. Some of them will start coming back as the money is coming back, but you know, during that downturn, kind of the weak and the, the and the the dishonest. I'm not saying there's not dishonest people out there, but many of them there was no money in it, so they they went away, right? And we saw a couple companies. Um, we've mentioned them a bunch of times, but Coinbase has been one that I've kind of liked. There are a couple different ways to do this. Uh, who've kind of come on and expanded their services and made this a little more stable. And, you know, where you were thinking, I think some people told us a couple of years ago, this will never last, or this is kind of dumb. I've even said that, like, this is kind of dumb. Like I've said that a bunch. Uh, you start kind of thinking, you know, this thing may do something. Uh, who knows what? And I'm not saying we're all going to be rich because of it. I'm actually kind of hoping, yeah, I, I'm kind of hoping some of us get rich over it. Wouldn't that be great, right? Um, you're going to have to pay half of it in taxes here in the United States. But um it's in, it's it's getting a little more stable and a little more interesting. The fact that a Facebook and a MasterCard and an Uber and a PayPal would get together and say, you know, there could be some benefits to this thing if we could get people using a more universal system. We deal with this at Gallup where I work is we, you know, we have money all over the world that you try and get back into the United States for whatever reason. It's super expensive and the tax implications of it and some of those kinds of things. Yeah. Could it change if we had a more stable global currency? And I'm not saying a one world currency. I'm just saying a common, you know, a common currency that could be transacted globally. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds kind of inter- interesting to me. So I think some, uh, I, I think this is worth following. Like I said, I think a year from now, this will be pretty much be a moot point, but um, I, I think it's kind of interesting as well. Um uh, Jeff is asking, what happened to the Apple card that was announced too? too? Is that, is that coming out, out still or? this summer? Yeah, okay. I think we'll probably see it sometime in July. Uh, now that we have WWDC out of the way, I think we'll start to see that kind of ramp up. I'm on the news uh, alert for it. I said, you know, alert me when it's a, when it's available. So when when we know about it, you guys will you hear about it. So because I'm I signed up, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right away. Um, so I'll I'll be the uh, home gadget geeks tester of the Apple card. So who knows if I'll actually use it as my everyday card, but um, I'll, I'd love to, you know, test that out. That's the kind of tech that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. To go back to our old conversation, this is cool new tech to me is that a credit card deeply tied into my phone uh, with Apple Pay, with the, you know, the app that it gives you. And so I'm really interested to see exactly how seamless and how useful it is and how beneficial it is to, um, you know, my financial health. Yeah, for sure. You had mentioned uh, some uh, some router stuff, <laughs> Wi-Fi stuff. That did, did you get your point across in that, or are you still looking, or what are you doing with that? 
No, I was just, I, I, you know, I put a note in here for Jim because, you know, you guys always make fun of me. I'm so ADD on my stuff and I switch at a drop of a hat. So if you are following along in the Mike Router saga uh, over the past year, I don't know how many I have used, I am back to Untangle now. So I uh, switched back. I left the Unify or Ubiquity um, USG. Uh, it is a Unify product. Um, I have been using that for about the last month or two. Went back to Untangle now. Uh, I tried putting on, just so you guys know, if you ever, because Untangle does have bridge mode, you can put it between your router and your main switch and you can still get all the, because I really wanted the filtering, the content blocking, the the statistics, right? All of that, the intrusion protection system. Because the one thing about the Unify USG is that it's so underpowered, you can't really do intrusion prevention without drastically reducing. I think it takes that device down to only like 85 megabits per second throughput. Um, so I, it would have been crippling my my internet speed. So uh, I wanted that bridge mode though. They, they, they have a workaround, but they tell you not to do it. And I found out why they tell you not to do it for VLANs. If you run VLANs, so if your router has VLANs that you are setting up across your network and then you're putting the, um, the untangled device in between there in bridge mode, it, it, it was just flaky. It didn't work well. So I was like, you know, I kind of want this more than I need the dashboard of a USG. So I swapped it out. So I'll let you know next week what I'm using next week. But this week, <laughs> I am using uh, Untangle as my router. And I, when, I, when I went back to it, it was kind of like coming home, Jim. Yeah. I think Untangle has been my favorite of them all. And I keep going out and trying different things. I went back to PFSense for a bit after Untangle. And every time I come back to Untangle, I'm like, no. Like, I just really like it for some reason. I don't know why I keep giving it up and trying other things, mainly just because I, I have technology ADD and I need to just switch things out every once in a while because I get bored. Uh, but Untangle feels like home to me. I, I kind of like it. Hmm. So last night we recorded uh, Cyber Frontiers 56, I think, and uh, Christian's on. And I was telling a story. You got me thinking with the with the router conversation. I was telling a story Saturday. We had a garbage truck lose its brakes and run into a telephone pole here in the neighborhood, which is super random. Like, does that really still happen these days? You know, I kind of, I, I, I kind of told Sarah, like, I wonder if there's something more going on. Like, do you ever hear of anybody in a garbage truck losing control and hitting a power pole anymore? Like really in our neighborhood, really? Like there's something more to this, like, you know, whatever. Anyways, Jim's getting his tinfoil hat on, you know, just saying, it's just yeah. the weirdest thing. Like you never hear that anymore. Yeah, you know, so you're, you're took right. out the pole, power went down 5 a.m. She heard a racket. She woke me up, didn't really need to, but she woke me up. Hey, the power's out. I'm like, it's 5 a.m. I could still be sleeping. I don't like how to sleep. Okay. I, exactly. I'm my my phone's got a battery on and it's gonna the alarm's gonna go off. I'm gonna be just fine. I didn't say any of those things. Um, I say, like, oh, the power's out. So she's like, hey, the UPSs are beeping downstairs. So I come down here and shut everything down. PCs were still running, by the way. So I could I could gracefully kind of close things down. Then I went back to bed. And so I got up at 8.30 and uh, she'd gone out to run an appointment about, oh, eight, maybe, I guess. I didn't get up. I, maybe I got up at seven. By about 7.38, the power comes back on. I'm like, sweet. So I come down, turn all the computers on, no internet. And that same pole had had the Cox wire on it that that ran internet. And so I had to call the Cox guy out and they had to string new wire and they were there for a while. I, I went in, I had to do Ask the Podcast Coach. So I went to work and just did did it there. But it got me thinking, Mike, I was like, you know, I don't really have a good redundant backup if there's a major um, internet outage. You know, I didn't really, you know, I don't, I don't, I could, I usually just jump on my phone and I'm okay. But what if I needed 
you know, I got some things. I got some crypto running that went down for six or seven hours because, you know, I, I didn't have an internet connection. That right. could have been if I could have got my phone in between the modem yep. and my router, my wireless router. So Christian was like, just just build a unraid box and, you know, then put a Wi-Fi card in there and then you can turn your phone on and use the Wi-Fi source to the phone. You're not going to get great throughput, but it'd be good enough. Could I use Untangle for that? Could I could I do the same thing with Untangle, Mike? Yeah, and actually uh, you can. So, and if you really want to get geeky with it, Jim, you could. Um, so Untangle actually has built-in uh, WAN failover. So if your main, you tell which one's your main, and it'll cut over to another one if it if it were to fail. Well, what you could do is you could put just an old PC or something that has both Wi-Fi and Ethernet, and you could connect the Wi-Fi to your phone and tell it to share the internet through your Ethernet and have that routed into Untangle, and your uh, your whole network would be back up. Now, obviously, limited to the speed of your phone, um, but that's that's been my plan because I do have the Verizon full unlimited plan. Yeah the tethering i think i can get you know you know at least i don't know before they before they cut me down it's like 25 gig or something a month so that is my backup plan although i haven't tested it because i'm always like oh i'll take my laptop over there wi-fi share ethernet and i'll pull the wan cord plug the new cord in and i'll be good so i should I, i've been thinking about testing that mm-hmm. and i might now that i'm back on untangle try it with the mm-hmm. wan failover mm-hmm. and see how well it works yeah uh, joe says that uh, last night i was so we were talking about this and joe was listening and he said and I had mentioned the Bitdefender box. And he said right after that, or um, he said, uh, oh, I had a Bitdefender box ad show up on my Facebook feed last night right after the show. Like, guys, they are so spying on us. Like, okay, with that being said, then uh, it looks like maybe uh, Paul Brayron has a solution as well. I'll have to go over to TinkerTry and see what he has set up for that as well. I would love to know if there is a, um, like, a, a you know, like the cards you get from Verizon and everything that, connects to their network, but then has an ethernet port on the outport, mm-hmm. uh, essentially meant for this type of thing. I bet mm-hmm. you could for, um, for those. Yeah. Of- Cause you just basically need a Wi-Fi receiver and yeah. it's, it's going to just be, it needs to be included on the network. And then it just says, Hey, I'm getting this and it's a bridge, right? It's right. a bridge between that and the, and the and speaking of this, you guys really should go out and check out um, the, the best person I found who did a video on it was Linus tech tips they did a video on the guys who won the IBM challenge. I'm totally blanking on the name of the IBM challenge. Jim, maybe you know. It's the challenge that IBM hosts, and people come in, and they develop something, or they come in with an idea. They submit an idea for something that can improve the world using technology. And uh, this year's was really cool. It was essentially a system. They call them ducks, and they are these balls uh, that float, and they all are Wi-Fi hotspots essentially that you deploy in situations of a flood. So especially in Houston, you dump and all these ducks across and as they float around, they create a mesh network, not to give internet, but it creates, if you were to connect to your phone, it gives you one of those splash screens, you know, like at the hotel, it gives you like the login page. Well, the actual login page is a emergency submission form where I'm here. I need X, Y, and Z services. It loads your GPS coordinates and it's essentially this network because during a flood, a lot of times your cell network's down, everything's down. So they dump these ducks and uh, they create this huge mesh network across a, a city and you essentially have emergency response services available and you have a system to track people's requests for, for help. 
And I thought that was extremely cool, really fun way to, and these balls, they went into the technology. I think it's, it's essentially like an Arduino board with a Wi-Fi stick and that's it. Battery. And I mean, yeah, and a battery. It's really not nothing too crazy, but yeah. it's the it's the implementation that was really cool. Yeah, put the battery on the bottom to get buoyancy or to get you know to get your keel right on these things, so they'll stay they'll stay afloat nicely. And then your Arduino board on the top with a little Wi-Fi signal and some software to do the job. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a really cool solution. And I had never heard of the IBM competition before. And again, I'm someone should put it in the chat what the name of that competition is. Um, but uh, a very cool one. Like I said, Linus Tech Tips has a cool video where they went and uh, they actually looked at them and tested them out. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Ken, thanks for the link. Ken had put the uh, Tinker Try um, solution that Paul had come up with. I'll throw that in the show notes as well. Uh, so folks can uh, get back to that if you Two are looking for a way to, um, you know, back up your, why didn't that paste? That's, that was weird. Um, you know, if you have internet outage and you could use your phone for it, um, that's be something to look at um, as well. Mike, one more thing before we go. Uh, Plex sent me a note, many of you guys, because way back to the very beginning when we were talking about cutting uh, the cable. Um, and many of you have gone to Plex for that. I got a letter, and maybe you did too, where they said they're making changes to how the guide data is curated and delivered in Plex beginning on June 30th. So just here at the end of the month, Plex will require Plex Media Server version 1.16.1 uh, uh, to maintain the EPG data. That's the data, the guide data overall. Like uh, for TV and VCR functionality, users that don't upgrade by the above date will begin losing guide data starting July 1st. Since part of this process involves matching your current channel lineup to the new channel lineup, as well as matching any recordings that may have already been scheduled, we strongly encourage all users to refresh the program data, data after updating Plex Media Server and then review their channel lineup and scheduled recordings. If some something is amiss, we recommend deleting it and setting up the DVR from scratch. That's not great, but okay. If, you're, if you encounter problems, of course, visit our forums. So Plex users... A good one to know, by the way, uh, Windows Media Center, still getting guide data. And we have about six months. I'm just saying, Windows 7, Media Center, Windows 7, still getting guide data. Six months before Windows 7 is completely out of support. I don't think I care, to be honest, but we'll see how that goes as well. Mike, anything else before we go? Uh, well, you know, along that note too, a good reminder to every time you do that, we, anytime you, you know, have an, oh, I need to go in and change something in DVR, because we don't think about it in Plex. We set it and forget it. Go and rescan uh, for on your antenna. You never know. Sometimes you know the FCC just had some big announcement like you know, remember to rescan every once in a while because the channels change, and especially recently they've been changing or they've been adding new channels. So it's always good every you know once a quarter, maybe twice a year, go in there and rescan and see if anything's changed or see if your uh, location maybe gets a new channel that you didn't get before. So it's always kind of a fun little uh, little thing. I always like try and count. I'm like, oh yes, I had 21 before. How many channels do I get now? 21 again. Okay. I'll try again. <laughs> Still 21. Still 21. Still 21. I dropped, I, I mentioned on the show, I dropped my Plex pass. I just, we weren't using it enough, but I think I'd paid through July, middle of July or something. So it's still working. And the other day I went, I was like, I wonder if that still works. So I went to, on my PC here, I went to the Plex uh, server, which is on the NVIDIA Shield, dialed up some TV and I watched some Gilligan's Island. I mean, who doesn't want to watch Gilligan's Island? Uh, off it. me TV. Um, and it, it worked great. I mean, I was like, okay, well, that's going to be, if we have to go TV, that'll probably be my, if all of a sudden guide data stopped working or that PC stopped working, 
we would probably switch over to Plex full-time. Although, man, YouTube TV is super compelling, Mike. It super is. Super compelling. It's, it's been my... I still have Plex running as my backup when I need to do other things, but I YouTube TV is our is our solution. We really like right. it. Yeah, super good. A couple of reminders before we go. One, uh, don't forget, we thank our Patreon subscribers. If you want to get in on the coin club and um, not only pay me money, but then pay me more money for postage. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Dude, I feel like a douche. God Lord, how can I have done that? Well, anyways, I'm sorry. I apologize. Joe, I especially apologize. He sends us cigars and then I make him pay postage for these things. God, thank you post office i would have paid it i wasn't trying to be cheap it just anyways um if i'll make sure i get the right postage on it when i send it to you um as well but for a five dollar patreon just jump in that in there in a month and we'll send you out one of these and we appreciate you guys sponsoring the show hopefully it'll allow me to buy to buy more tech gadgets that are be more interesting and i won't complain like an old man to get off my lawn uh, around technology. So we appreciate you guys sponsoring us that way through Patreon. Don't forget to join the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. You can send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget the theaverageguy.tv uh, platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. You know that's Christian. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. He's got plenty of room, by the way. He told me last night when I was recording him, like, hey, they're ready for some new customers. So Hosting as little as $10 a month and some pretty great stuff. WordPress optimized and podcasting friendly. MapleGrovePartners.com. And don't forget, you can also listen to us on our mobile app, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Get you there as well. We are live every Thursday, except program note. Really important. Don't turn this off yet. I'm not talking about HelloFresh. <laughs> okay, don't turn this off. I'm not talking about HelloFresh. Next two weeks, we're off. So Mike, I'm off one week and Mike's out. It's 4th of July, which is where we try to blow our fingers and toes off our bodies here in the United States. 4th of July is on a Thursday this year. Uh, we're going to take two weeks vacation. Maybe when we come back, there'll be some more interesting things. Although we found an hour and 10 minutes worth of things to talk about. Mike. <laughs> maybe to complain about the things that we didn't have to talk about. But, you know, maybe we'll come back, you know, rejuvenated yeah. uh, a lot of energy about some, yes. new, hopefully some new stuff comes out in the next two weeks we can talk about. We do. A little vacation. I'll actually use that time to schedule some guests. We got Mark and uh, Mike coming back to talk about some grill tech and some barbecue stuff. Uh, asked Mark to come back with and he has, He had to leave the chat room at come back with some recipes. Like let's talk about some actually food that we go, you know, some of the, some of the food that he's doing. Cause I think that's the interesting next step, Mike. It's great. We have pellet things, by the way, barbecues have gotten, I was out shopping for grills. We got, I was wondering if you did after, cause we talked about this. I, know, I didn't pull the trigger. You didn't pull the trigger. Okay. Talk about a bubble. I never thought I'd spend $900 on a Traeger. Yeah. They're expensive. Ooh, I just said that now it's going to show up on my Facebook feed. Um, yeah, they are expensive. I don't know if I'm going to do it. But beyond that, what can we do once we have them? So those guys are going to come in and we're going to talk a little bit a little bit more around the food prep and some of those things as we kind of get into the dog days of summer. We'll be back in two weeks, uh, two, three weeks or whatever. We're going to take the next two weeks off. So back in, back in three, uh, if you're listening live, stay around a little bit, maybe a little bit post-show. We talked crypto in this one, so we probably won't do a crypto post-show. Uh, we'll see you back in a couple weeks. With that, we'll say goodnight.